0: Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now let's get
1: started. I want your ink in our ears.
2: Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show The Sound of Ink. It is a our Halloween. It's a Dead Man's Party special show. Special show tonight. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, trying to get my dun, 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 dun. Hang on. No, there we go. I think that works. We'll see in a minute. Okay, there we go. There's my music. <laughs> I'm doing this smoothly, aren't I? Oh, it's going to be an amazing night tonight, you guys. I'm sitting here with my blood orange wine and my pumpkin cheese cake, and it is going to be a fun-filled, spooky night. As with all our shows, there's never a theme. So you can come on tonight, and you can read anything you want. Okay? But... If you read something spooky, you get like super, super, super cool points. So let's uh, see what kind of a night we can create here. Wah-ha-ha, insert like thunder and lightning here. Okay, anyway, <laughs> if you'd like to call and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. If you would like to call in and spook us a little or just read. I want to let you guys know real quick, we got some announcements. Let's get through all this stuff, so we can get to the fun stuff. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can do so by emailing me. Actually, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla N Y L A. Alicia A L I S I A, and we can. Get it set up. The workshop can be anywhere from a half hour to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. You can pre-record these on your computer. We can do them uh, pre-recorded on a conference call, where I can, you know, like interview you at the beginning of the show and talk about what you're going to do, and then just turn it over to you. We can do a combination of both. We can do pre-recorded at the beginning of the show and then come on live if you'd like to have some interactions with your listeners and and take calls and things, whatever you want to do. Just let me know, and we will get that set up. The next thing I want to do is make sure that we take a moment and we thank our sponsors for 2020. Those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped me cover the cost for our 2020 broadcasting license. Those people are Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Golickson, Melvin Douglas-Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Richard Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James A.K.A. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colum Kennedy hulme I want to thank you guys so much for just helping, helping do what you do, do helping us do what we do <laughs> on behalf of all of us here speaking to you. Thank you. On that note, keep in mind that the uh, what day did we say it was? Was it the twelfth? The fifth. I'll have to double check. We have our anniversary show coming up in two weeks. Uh, we will. It'll be. We'll be celebrating our 14 year anniversary. And our anniversary, and I'm very excited about that. Forgive me for talking a little bit funny. Remember, I did have surgery on my face, and I am still having issues with the nerves in my cheek. So I'm talking kind of funny, but we'll get through this. It just makes me sound spooky. You're right. Blah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. What was I saying? What was I saying, Christopher? You weren't paying attention to me. You were paying Star Wars on your phone, weren't you? <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Thank our sponsors. Um, anniversary show coming up, and then I'm not decided yet. That's where it was. The anniversary show. Thank you, Christopher. Um, <laughs> We are going to be doing the anniversary show, celebrating our 14th year, 14th year on the air with you guys, and then we have uh, possibly—I'm not sure yet—but um, we possibly may be having a Thanksgiving special on Thanksgiving Day this year. So just kind of listen, listen to, listen on the show and listen to uh, or watch my page, and I'll keep it posted on if we do that. All right, I am going to get into. Our inspiration from the inkwell So we can get to our callers But before I do that Before I get started with inspiration from the inkwell I wanted to remind you That if you read us one of your stories You wrote to the Halloween scenarios I gave you uh, In our exercises over the past two weeks You will get a special prize A short reminder Of what they were One, you find a letter tucked under your pillow In your own handwriting explains that you are an alien and it's vital that you know this information just three days before Halloween. That was the first one. The second one was uh, started with you get a knock at the door. There's a very, very little child there in a costume, but there's no sign of any adults. The kid walks into your house, sits on the sofa, and after repeatedly trying to get them to talk to you, you reach up and try to make, take their mask off, but it won't budge. So if you bring a, the stories you wrote to either one of those scenarios, you get a special prize, Remember? All right. This week's inspiration from the inkwell. Number one, we are starting with your first journal assignment. Journal assignment should be handwritten and spiral notebook, whatever. Just not, don't have anything backlit. Backlit. I want your, the connection between your brain, your pen and the paper. I want you writing, writing this up. It's important, at least for your journal assignment. So you can do other stuff on the on the computers or tablets or phones or however you do it, but at least for your journal assignments. Have that intimate time with your brain. All right, first of all, we're making a list. And this is meant to get your brain moving, to kind of prime the pump and make you think about things in a more obscure or unique way than you normally would have. You know, to find that imagery you have hiding in the shadows of your brain, somewhere past the knee-jerk things you come up with instantly, you know, your brain's muscle memory, the things it defaults to best part about doing this exercises or excuse me uh, assignments like this is when you let your mind or pen start wandering wildly while chasing an idea or following something blindly down the rabbit's hole one of your eyes will reach out and trip you and it will just send you off and running and poof there's a poem coming out of your head so these are really good ways to let your brain jump start itself into writing something that you wouldn't normally ever write had you not done this. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, next one. The scenario or excuse me, the the list I want you to make is I want you to make a list of all the things that nightmares are made of. All the things that nightmares are made of. Write as many things as you can think of and keep it going. A week from now, you know, if you happen to think of something, awesome. flip back a few pages and add it in, okay? You know, keep these going as long as you can. Um, and do not think of it just literally, like, like a nightmare only exists in your dreams. What about things in everyday life? What about walking, breathing nightmares? Remember, you know, dig deep, right past the obvious, the normal, the predictable. And, uh, you know, go, go dig deep for those dust bunny ideas. And find uh, find all the cool things you have hiding in your brain that normal people wouldn't think of because they're yours. Again, I want you to start on a blank journal page. I want you to make a list of all the things nightmares are made of. Journal assignment number two. This is kind of a switch up. This is called Remember When, and it's kind of a nostalgic one. in a way, you'll you'll understand that in a second, but what I want you to do for, for this week, I want you to start with today, and I want you to work backwards, writing memories, so write down, start with writing down a memory about today, then write a memory you have about last week, then write one about last month, and last year something 10 years ago, something when you were in high school, something you were in grade school, back to the earliest memory you can think of. And leave a couple of lines between each one. Because as you're doing this, something's going to trigger and you're going to remember a memory and it needs to go between those two lines. And if you save space for it, for it, you can chronologically write it in where it fits. But start with today, last week, last month, last year. Write down all the memories you can think. Okay? I want you to, well, if you want to, you can do a twist on this. And this is really fun. You can email someone who shares that memory with you and ask them to tell you about their memory. Like, example, do you remember when we were up at Eagle Creek and we built the bonfire? What do you remember about that night? You'd be really surprised at how the memories differ. You know, if you do and do this like with as many people who share that memory with you as you can, and it'll be a, a lot of fun and it really kind of gives you an idea of different people's perspectives, things they pay attention of, things that they remember that you forgot. My sister and I were talking, to my mom one time when we were both describing this place we were, my mom didn't remember it, but we both did, and we were trying to explain to her things about it to jog her memory, and there were things my sister remembered. That I never did. Like the lady inviting us into the kitchen for lemonade. I don't remember that ever happening. But there's things she doesn't remember that I said. So it's a really cool thing to do. All right. So that's that's the whole assignment. You'll figure out what to do with it when, when as you're doing it and when you're done. All right. Next, we are going to do your writing exercises. Now, the first one we're going to do is writing to a scenario. Kind of like I talked about at the beginning of the show with the wonderful You Bring Your Stories. So the key word there was story. What I'm having you do is steering, I'm steering you away from writing poetry. Instead, I would like you to write a short story or like a narrative prose, something along those lines. And I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to spit it out, start and stop, start again, keep going. And you can sort it all out when you're done. The scenario I want you to write to this week is, I want you to write a story told entirely through a chase scene you know, like OJ, chase scene thing, whatever, your interpretation of what the chase scene would be. Write a story entirely through one chase scene. And this is going to be more fun and more challenging, I think, than you may first think. But it's also going to be, going to really make you pay attention to things like the cause and effect. You know, how surroundings uh, impact and are impacted. Uh, You'll have to slow down and think step by step as you write your story. And to that, who's telling your story? Is it first-person, third-person narrative, or does it jump around between characters? But the entire thing has to start to finish, has to be told while the chase scene is going on. So I hope you do these. I hope you have fun with them. And, you know, it's just to remind you to write outside your label. Every time you sit down, you don't have to write a poem. You're a writer. You are a creative person. You know, every time you sit down, you don't have to write. Try finger painting, mold some clay. It's important to search out and explore and make messy with our muses. But this is really to make you get away from the pressure we put on ourselves every single time we have to sit down and write a poem. Oh, my God, I have to post such How many likes I get. Oh, my God. I have to keep up with Debbie. She's posting 17 poems a day, and I've only done one in this whole week. So just get away from that. Just have fun. You know, go back to the sandlot mentality of writing. So have fun with that. Write a story entirely through one chase scene. Now, exercise number two, called pick apart a prompt. Now, before I get into this part, because that way it's an easy way for me to remember
3: where, where I was.
2: Uh, if you miss any of these prompts that I'm giving you or I get you mixed up or something, you get lost along the way, don't worry about it. You can go back to the show after. So we can go back to the show's archives. And listen to the show. In fact, any of our shows. First 15 minutes of the program. And you'll be able to get some prompts and exercises and things like that. So you're sitting around wondering, oh, I wonder what I'll do. Just tune in. I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> so this one, pick apart a prompt. This is to teach you that it's more important what you do before you write to a prompt. Than what you write to it. We were talking earlier About knee jerk reactions We all have that Our brain has muscle memory Just like our You know A a catcher does in baseball You know They just boom They're there They catch that ball Um, Well hopefully they do Anyway (laughs) Um, It's When you When you have When someone will say Something like Halloween And the first thing You may think of Is a pumpkin Or a bat Or a witch Or something like that Those are knee jerk reactions But if you were to go further than that, if you were to search that idea, that prompt, how many different poems, how many different ideas could that stand for? How many poems could you write to it? So that's what I want you to do. I want you to write the prompt that I'm going to give you at the top of the page. And then I want you to make a list of all the poems that you could write to it, all the things it could stand for, all the ways it could be interpreted, the voice it, you know, what voice would it become? Uh, you know, think of all the different ways you could twist it, all right? By looking deeper in the prompt itself and not trying to write to it, all of a sudden it frees up your brain and you're just, you're just going to be off and running and you're really going to be surprised at some of the things you find in there. All right, so the pick apart a prompt this week that I'm going to give you is tether. Tether like a chain or something like that you're tethered tether the word tether your interpretation of it how many ways can you interpret that how many different ways could you write to that prompt all right and then once again keep your notebook handy if you're sitting there and a couple of days you think of oh that would be a good one go write it down If you don't write them, you won't remember them if you don't write them down. If you're like me, I can think of something, and I'll sit there and I'll repeat it over and over and over in my head as I run through the house trying to find a pen. And every time, by the time I get to the pen, the line gets messed up in my head, and it never comes out the way that I intended it to. You have to write things down and remember them. I don't know how many times I've done that. I've thought, I'm going to write a poem about this, or that's a really good line. I'm going to remember it. I'll remember that. That's such a good line. I never do. And it makes me mad. So, yeah, it's real important. Keep a journal handy always and write down your things. Next, poetry prompts. Now that I've gotten you completely away from writing poems, I'm going to reel you back in. And with that said, poetry prompts are meant to produce poems. Poems, are, The prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. And with that said, poetry uh, what you do with them's up to you. The prompt can be like the title of your poem, or a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem, but it does have to go into a poem. The last two weeks, as I said earlier, oh no, we didn't do that. That no, we didn't do that. We did it with the other prompts. Never mind, I didn't say anything right now. So the prompts, because uh, the last two weeks I gave you ten because of the Halloween show coming up, but this week. I am going to, I'm only going to go back, we're going to go back to our regular eight. So number your paper one through eight. Your first prompt is, number one, far away are the meadows. Far away are the meadows. Number two, quiet covers the orange moon. Quiet covers the orange moon. Or, excuse me, the orange sun. I'm reading the line under it. Quiet covers the orange sun. Number three, moon underwater. Moon underwater. Number four, all the alchemists are dead. All the alchemists are dead. Number five, whispered against fingertips. And that's a real good one. I was talking about um, writing down all the different types of poems you could write to a prompt, you know, picking apart a prompt, you know, a knee-jerk reaction. That that one sounds very sensual, whispered against fingertips. But what if you were to do the, the pick apart a prompt thing with it? What are all the different ideas you could write to that one? That could get pretty wild. That's a really good prompt. Number six echo of the final bell. Echo of the final bell. Number seven, the children of Jupiter. The children of Jupiter. And number eight, like tiny bones. Now, those eight prompts, you can write 8 poems, 1 poem to each prompt you can mix them up, you can use line 1 line 4 and line 7 in a poem however you want to do it I took all the prompts from our first 3 weeks of doing this on our spooky ones and wrote 1 poem using every single line so using all 30 prompts I wrote a poem using no variations in the, in the uh, no variation in the prompts at all as written It was pretty fun. As I always say there's no such thing as a writer's block. You don't have to produce a masterpiece every every time you sit down. You just have to write. So I sat down one day, and that's what I did. It's not a great poem, but it was really fun doing. (laughs) So these will be posted on my page, by the way. It's one of the only prompts that, that I do. I don't do your exercises and stuff like that necessarily posted on my page. But you will find these every week. Posted on my Facebook page. Remember, that's Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. If you're not on my contacts list, jump on there and you can get these prompts every week and uh, be able to write to them. So you can mix and match them. You can use all eight lines in one poem, like I talked about doing on mine, or you can, you know, whatever you do with them, as long as it's the title of, a line in, or the general concept of. So once again, number one, far away are the meadows. Number two, Quiet covers the orange sun. Number three, moon underwater. Number four, all the alchemists are dead. Number five, whispered against fingertips. Number six, echo of the final bell. Number seven, the children of Jupiter. And number eight, like tiny bones. Those are your prompts. Lastly, remember our ongoing writing projects every single day. Go out into the world and find something with 17 syllables. Write a haiku every single day. You know, it makes you pay attention to the world around you. Listen to that little voice inside of your head when it stutters or, or hiccups or you notice something. Why? Why did you notice it? Stop. Look, find something during your day every day where 17 syllables and write a haiku every day. Next thing, remember to do something every single week that surprises yourself, something you haven't done before or haven't done in a while, or something you normally wouldn't do. Go do something someone else likes and watch them. Find out why. Maybe you can't relate to it, but you can learn a lot by watching someone who does. Do things every single week that are different, out of the ordinary. Only by living life can you go out and write about life. Every day that you sit planted in front of a TV is a day you'll never get back and And what are you going to write about watching The (laughs) X-Files? Spooky. Okay. So anyway, remember, guys, you're not just a poet. Have fun exploring and writing outside of your labels, and you'll become a better poet because of it. Keep playing with your ideas, playing with your words, keep having fun with your muses, and they, in turn, will have fun with you. All right. Next we are going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a track by one of you. So if you are, well, a poetry track, I can't say that because, well, our poem tonight is being read. hasn't been around in a while. Anyway, in fact, they've never even called into the show. Anyway, so if you're interested in having your track played on the air, you can email those to me. The word "the", word, the is in the email title, Cafe at gmail.com. The Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Put MP3 audio tracks, something along that lines in the subject line for me, and we'll get those uploaded to the show and play them for the world. Now, the piece that I am going to play for you tonight on this, the beginning of our dead man's party at the speakeasy, haunted speakeasy cafe. I am going to play Where is it? Dun, dun, dun. No, wait a minute. I lost it. Who's been haunting my halls and moving my shit? All right, here we go. We are going to play one of the people I think is one of the sexiest men in the world, Christopher Watkins. He is going to read to us The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe.
4: night dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. To some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. How distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December And each separate dying ember Wrought its ghost upon the floor Eagerly I wished the morrow Vainly I had sought to borrow From my book's surcease of sorrow, Sorrow for the lost Lenore For the rare and radiant maiden Whom the angels named Lenore Nameless here Forevermore And the silken Sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, To some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, this it is, and nothing more. Presently, my soul grew stronger. Fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before, but the silence was unbroken. The stillness gave no token. And the only word that spoken was the whispered word, Benoit. This I whispered. And an echo murmured back the word, Benoit. Merely this. Nothing more. Back. To the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. surely said I, surely that is something at my window, like this. Let me see then what thereat is, and this mystery explore. But my heart is still a moment. In this mystery explore it is the wind. And nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore, not the least obeisance maybe, not a minute stopped or stay, but with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, nothing more. Then, this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stirred the corum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly, grim, and ancient raven. Wandering from the nightly shore, tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's croutonium shore. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Much I marvel this ungainly foul to hear discourse so plainly though its answer little meaning little relevancy bore for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door bird or beast upon the sculpted bust upon his chamber door with such a name as nevermore but the raven sitting lonely on the pallet bust spoke only that one word as if his soul In that one word he did out poor. Nothing farther than he uttered. Not a feather than he fluttered. Till I scarcely more than muttered, "Other friends have flown before." On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, "Nevermore." Startled. Stillness broken by reply So aptly spoken Doubtless said I What it utters Is it's only stock in store Caught from some Unhappy master Whom unmerciful disaster Followed fast and followed faster Till his songs one burden bore Till the dirges of his hope That melancholy burden bore Of never never Nevermore But the raven Still beguiling all my fancy Into smiling straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door, then upon the velvet sinking I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing. But no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet-violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er she shall press. On evermore. Then we thought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen centre swung by seraphim. His footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee. By these angels he hath sent thee respite. Respite and thee from the memories of Lenore Quaff. O oh, quaff this kind nepenthe. And forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I, think of evil, prophet still of bird or devil. With a tempter sent, or where the tempest tossed me here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me, truly I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, think of evil, prophet, still of bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting bird or fiend, I shrieked up starting get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul had spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken, quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door, Quoth the raven. Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of palace just above my chamber door, his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul, from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted. Nevermore. That's Christopher
2: Watkin. Christopher Watkin with... The raven, absolutely can't have Halloween without hearing that poem. All right. Now, poets, the time you have been waiting for. The number to call in if you would like to call in and read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When we call you and I bring you on, please make sure to introduce yourself. That's very, very important. You want your name attached to your work always, and you want people to know who's reading. And then right now you can read two poems. Remember that if you bring your Halloween, and in fact, that's something you should know. You don't have to just read your poems tonight. If you have a spooky story, you're more than welcome to read a story tonight. Okay, that's kind of a change up in our format. But uh, yeah, so right now you can do a story and a poem or read two poems. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting in line behind you. If the lines start get to get too busy and... I'm going to have to, I'll change that back to a reading just one. I'll let you know if that happens on your call. I am terribly sorry, but right now you're good for two. When you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you, share some love with you. And then do remember, please, that we have a mature rating. So you are bound to hear just about anything tonight, with the exception of Hardcore Erotica. No porn palms, no bumping body parts, no graphic tab A into slot B other than that you are good to go with that said I'm going to go ahead and give our first three callers so you kind of have a heads up we have 731 718 and then 732 and I'm supposed to be writing those down as I say them but you know I was taking a drink of my wine and still holding my cup so yeah 731 is our first caller which I believe is Michael then we have 718 Seven, three, two. I do want to let area codes uh, 216 and 541 know that you let you guys know that you are not in lineup to come on the air. If you guys are here just listening and hanging out and enjoying the show, appreciate you being here. If you change your mind at any time, area code 216 or area code 541, please press 1 on your phone. And that will alert me that you want me to unmute you and you want to come on the air. Again, 216 and 541. Press 1 if you'd like to come on. Otherwise, hang out and enjoy the show. I am going to go ahead and what was I going to do? Oh, i have to play one more track. I am so sorry because I have to get Christopher on the line with me. This is my a poem that I play every single Halloween as a tribute to Robbie Baby, because I know he loves this poem, and because it's my creepy stalker poem, it was written on a dare. Uh was never supposed to see the light of day, and I found this stupid crime journal published it. They wanted a recording version. I did this, freaked everybody out. It's really scary. It's creepy. It's really different. Anyway, this is called Enter the Sandman. My creepy stalker poem Halloween tradition. Here you guys go and when we get back we will have Christopher on the air with us.
0: Enter the Sandman. Ticket, sir, your ticket? Hide well, my lover's stare That follows you everywhere Your lips move beyond my hearing Um, But not for long I know it's me, you're just simply daring to Just come Sleeping. Sleeping. Some, some call it peeping, but what do they know of this? Oh. Over and over. Breath sucked in from an almost kiss. Your breath is inside me air breath inside me as I stand in the shadows touching like this and this and this all night long till early hours turn late hands race around the clock as I wait till, till just moments before silver handled scissors snip another lock of hair and I have another night's souvenir then, 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 out the window, out the window, as your alarm clock rings, I disappear with only seconds to spare. This, this time, 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 I wear my, I wear my sun glasses around and around.
2: Party at Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show It is going to be an awesome time Let's go ahead and get to our callers Got Christopher Ryan here with me Tonight want to welcome Him to the show hello Christopher
5: Hello there Miss Nyla Uh, So here we are On
6: Um, Not
5: quite hollow But pretty darn close how are you doing?
2: It is Halloween and for all purposes pertinent tonight because we are here.
5: This is acceptable. I will oh. go with this
2: so did you bring something spooky to read?
5: I have no such spooky things i i I don't think I've ever really written a spooky thing.
2: Well, now you have my no one, don't you?
5: Well, crap, I guess I'm mine. <laughs>
2: All right, so it is time to get to our callers. Are you ready?
5: Um, I am about as ready as I think I can be. So,
6: someone's at my door. Um,
5: seven three one. You are on the air.
6: Never mind that. Who's at your it?
5: door? Um that would be you. Me? Me, yeah.
7: Michael Todd from West Tennessee. All right. That
5: would be you. <laughs> That's
7: fantastic. See, How what? are you
5: doing, Michael? I'm doing
7: fine. I'm I'm assigning personas today for the second half of the autumn equinox, which is the best part because well, Halloween. And also because it's not so hard out. And Christopher, <laughs> you will be the carnival barker, of course. And oh, Nala will be the tour director. And y'all meet me on the midway at the close of the day. And speak to me in code. We confound the curious passers by. We seek bargain wisdom at kiosks. Uh, I love
5: you. Now I feel like I need an old school megaphone.
2: <laughs>
5: Happy Halloween! <laughs>
2: excited.
7: Happy about Halloween. You. Happy Halloween to you, Michael. Thanks. I wrote, I wrote a, uh, I wrote a, a sonnet for Halloween because, uh, well, mostly because, because Don Lee's made me. But uh,
5: <laughs> that seems as good like, a reason look, as any. How about, how about this?
7: <laughs> Our assignment this week is write a Shakespearean sonnet about elf on the shelf. <laughs> I'm like. I'm your guy (laughs) Okay (laughs) So uh, Here we go Uh, By the way She's she's totally fine with Elf As long as His events are kept in order Okay (laughs) So You can't be out of Christmas stuff before Halloween So I went and found pictures of Elf In Halloween mode and whatever There's such a thing So she's okay with that I checked around with other people Carrie enjoys Elf tragedy because she's not a fan. Kaylin, Alicia and Kylie, they're firmly on Team Tuba, which will make more sense in one minute. Anyway, this is Elf in Order, a holiday sonnet. Elf on the shelf, off the grid for a while, wearing his COVID mask, somewhat disguised. He still has hoochie girls on speed dial and guys trying elf stunts all ill-advised. Like removing labels from veggie cans, driving topless with a vintage Barbie, autographing postage notes in his plans, proudly resting tuba elf on his knee, reminiscing of marching in the band, dialing face first on a party line, on the last rotary phone in the land, smoke alarm beeps from an easy bake oven. Thanksgiving and Christmas, notwithstanding, where is Elf with Halloween on the wing? End poem. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: that that is a very interesting Elf there. Hoochie's on the line and removing vegetable can labels like that. That's almost the best of both worlds.
2: <laughs> I want to know how he put my Elf in the Elf on the Shelf. In my Suzy homemaker oven in the easy bake oven
5: it it does raise some <laughs> questions <laughs>
7: every girl has an easy bake oven story, and they're all in the worth salad so yeah,
2: I my sister's Barbie doll head in it. Does that count? Oh gosh, yes <laughs> <laughs> long story.
6: <laughs>
7: Uh, Most people just cut the hair off the Barbies. You go a little further.
2: No, that's what happened. That's what started it. She cut the, she, I, get, I didn't play with dolls, but I had that I loved with. I was, I absolutely loved. And she cut the hair off of it. And so, all oh. wrath was ensued.
5: Wrath was incurred. Uh-huh. You decapitated mm-hmm. a doll and shoved its severed head into an it oven. It
2: involved my Tonto doll and a hatchet and a whole bottle of ketchup and a easy big oven.
7: Wow. Okay, I've got one more while I'm here. I'm going to read from okay. my, my my life partner, Krista Jopek. She wrote something really cool this week, and, uh, and, and I'm going to share that. It's called Passages. By Chrissa Jopay There was no beginning To the tangled rope That was needed to anchor in place And then escape the storm Gathering south The marbles in my mouth Multiplied So I could not talk of the current Injustices Or what I wanted for lunch To launch a ship In the Atlantic this time of year Took guts to say the least My insides were waning with each passing moonscape slightly truncated, broken light fading into the night quietly. I waited for fools to rush in with the tide, Defiant surfers caught in the rungs of sharp cliff fall. My new friends were on TV, were better dressed than me, with perfect hair, and though they could not per se speak back to me, I knew they would say about heartache and current cuisine. When my father spoke to me in dreams, he told me to wait for him at the bottom of the stairs. That mile after mile never ended. I tried to slide down the banister, but ended up on a swing, touching the horizon with my feet. But he was nowhere near. Endpoint. Mm hmm. Man.
6: Yeah.
5: I'm not even sure where to begin right now.
2: I can by asking for his autograph.
5: Well, fine, then be that way.
2: (laughs) Fantastic read on both of those, Michael.
7: Thanks. You're welcome. I was going to read Christmas with the lights off for effect, and then I realized I couldn't see the page, so that was a bad idea. (laughs)
2: I have a candle. That, does
7: that count? I'll share the. Oh, light. I'm, I'm terrified of candles. I won't go near them. Really? By the way, by the way, if you uh, why would you bring up candles? That's terrible. I'm sorry. I, I can't even watch television shows when I'm there. Hey, let me give you. <laughs> you know, if you want to find Chrissy Jopeg, that wonderful girl that poem I just wrote, read. Uh, She has her own website Like a real website If you just do the HTTPS You type in Krisha Jopek That's K-R-Y-S-I-A J-O-P-E-K Dot com She's got tons Of awesome poems on there I had been away From Speakeasy for a while And what got me back in was all stack of her poems. Don't you remember now i would just come week after week and read Chris's poems? I remember. And I know. I just I, I ran that well dry. <laughs> it was fun. Got me inspired. So there. Speaking of inspiration, Halloween's our inspiration. There's a lot of people chomping at the bed or chomping at something. So I'm gonna I'm step aside and make room make room for the uh, uh, the gathering
2: <laughs> tell her how to find you Michael
7: you can find me at miketodd.blogspot.com that's m-y-k-e-t-o-d-d it's the uh, very unusual way nobody spelled anything properly on my space it was like a, a badge of honor to spell your name so I got a, I got a gold star <laughs> But that's com. Thanks for having me. Have a great evening. Sweetheart. Happy Halloween.
6: Thank Happy you, Michael. You,
7: sweetheart. Bye.
5: Bye-bye. All right. So next up we have area code 718. Oh, geez. 718, you are on the air.
8: Good evening, Nyla and Christopher. This is Jim Hart. How are you?
1: Hey, good
5: evening, Jim
1: How are you?
8: Uh, getting by, neither. Uh Thank you for the kind words you sent me
2: You're very, very welcome Meant from the heart I'm glad you're here I'm glad that you sound good I know it's a, I know it's a big deal to you
8: Yeah <clears throat> Well, I, I don't have Halloween poems But uh, I'll give it my best shot February 20th, 1957, to August 4th, 1982. He sets the bottle down easy and slow, the kind of slow that says the bottle is already half empty, searching for right depth to let go, the kind of slow that says there was a table around here someplace and not that long ago. The kind of slow that slides through the little ringlets have put down before, like a commercial airliner making a full-passenger-wheelless emergency landing on a pre foamed highway in the middle of a Nebraska late August night, where even the well-traveled stewardesses have used to capacity their ASIC bags. And the captain screams, Jesus fucking Christ, into the loudspeaker like a well-written psalm of perfect expression. Extracting more heartfelt amens than Billy Graham has ever heard in all his years on the holy Bible Belt campaign trail. And the slick synthetic poplin rolls out the door to form a perfect shoot as one by one they slide to their safety like fleet-footed baseball men stealing second, no throw from the catcher. 147 thumbs strung out on the great American interstate like a flag waving in the golden wheat horizon waiting for a Buick pickup in the Dynaflow dream he sets the bottle down easy and slow the kind of slow that says he will be just that much too late and going from gas to brake on the winding road back home his friends stare at him easy and slow the kind of slow that says they are not going to try to stop him. Let's end the piece.
5: Um, I know you said it wasn't a scary poem, but that that kind of had its own flavors of terror involved in it. That was rather chilling. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, Jim
2: is one of my favorite writers. I've found his for so long.
5: I can see why. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, I I was kind of just thinking to myself the entire time, just the concept of having a pilot scream into the mic. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, <laughs> that that would that would that would be a sheer terror kind of moment. <laughs> yeah.
8: Hey, Jim, are you going to read a second one? Yes. Uh, Deserting a sinking ship. Contemplated suicide many times, she says. Once, I think, is too often and tell her so. She laughs, pulling the sleeve of her sweater down over the scars on her wrist. It was hard being your girlfriend than not being, she says. I'm sorry I say meaning it more from guilt than passion realizing as I rise to leave that perhaps the most I can hope for is never knowing
2: wow that's a a subject that's very near to my heart and There was a lot in that piece that I related to.
0: Good job.
5: And I think that's another piece that kind of speaks to a very different mortal kind of dread. I mean, uh, on on both sides of of the relationship coin on that one, I think sometimes that fear of knowing is... (laughs) It's just petrifying. Yeah. Oh, thank you
8: both for the kind words. All
2: right, my darling love, tell everyone how they can come find you.
8: Uh, You can find me on Facebook under Jim Hart, uh, on uh, the web on jimhartpoet.com, or you can have a read or buy Uh both of my poetry books and both of my novels on amazon.com
2: very cool remember holiday season is coming up so post those links for those books on my page
8: oh thank you very much okay you're very
2: welcome so good to hear from you sweetheart seriously thank you have have a a good night both of you you. Okay.
6: okay
5: Oh. And now we have area code 732.
9: 732, you are on the air. Hello, hello, hello.
5: Hello. Hi. You can hear me? Can you hear you, you can loud hear and good? clear
9: now. Good because I'm peeking through your window. You, you rang the doorbell, but I'm over at the window. <laughs>
5: Uh oh. Yeah, and it's gonna be a scary kind of
9: night. A... <laughs> I'm from Jersey Tour, man. We look <laughs> in the window first. <laughs> well, anyway, other than that, I mean, I mean, if there's a van passing there's with free candy on it, I'm in it also. So you know, whatever. It's all good.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Dead Man's Party, our Halloween special. And what you got for us tonight?
9: You know it. Listen, heavy metal poet coming to you live from New Jersey Shore. I appreciate y'all having me on. Um, Listen, I I do have two poems. I'll try to read through them uh, quick. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But also, I don't call in much. So, hello. 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 All right, real quick. Um, In September, we did Another Rock to Adopt. Which is uh, adoption of animals, kitties, doggies at a popcorn park zoo Which is a refugee camp for the hurt animals And I want to give a quick shout out to John Birdman That runs, he's the director of the zoo And he helps out at the two day rock festival Which I'm the drum tech, stage man, I help coordinate the thing Um, Well anyway, I'm also the only one out of 20 bands I'm the only performer that does, you know I always write something about the animals so I'm going to read something that's dear to a lot of people's hearts and completely has my element to read, but I want to read it. It's the Rock to Adopt poem uh, 2020. It's called Looking Back at You. Into eyes of ones who can't talk back, see sadness within their face. A life lived beyond these bars is a tragic for a life displaced. To have life pass by, not understanding even what they did wrong. They didn't ask to be here. All they want is what we have. A home, as we people are to each other, whether it may be cruel or kind at best. These animals, innocent to this life, they exist. All they know is to be 100% loyal, trusting, loving, to be at your side no matter what. A service to all, if you will, to calm, relax, a fresh breath taken in from the day's anxiety. These dogs, these cats, don't ask for anything, yet return everything. A simple touch, a pet, where any attention goes a long way for them. They have feelings like all of us. Behind their cries, whimpers, cowers, barks, and purrs, all the souls who feel alone like us. No one ever, human or animal, should feel alone. It's the worst feeling ever, no matter who you are. They may be in our life for a short time, but we are in theirs forever. They are our very best of friends, a companion like no other, a filling filled in each other's heart. Endless honor and helping save a life and bring home a life Who needs it most And their eyes reflect what they have endured Looking back at you For what you have done for them Have it in your heart Adopt while they still have time No matter No what ifs Now is not the time Or I just can't With all the chances mankind has been given To succeed It's time now to speak up for the ones Who look back at you In their eyes you see yourself Life, struggle, and success make it happen for them. All it takes is you. Thank you.
2: So, while you're doing these adopting things at the zoo, I would just want to drop a bug in your ear, okay? Did you what? I said, if you're doing these adoption things at the zoo, I wanna, I wanna kind of drop a, I wanna drop a bug in your ear. wanna I wanna give you a hint.
9: You ready? For some for some for some reason at the end you're breaking up on my end. I can't I can't hear what you're saying.
10: Oh, okay.
2: So, since you're doing the adopting stuff at the zoo, Mm -hmm. I want to drop a bug in your ear.
9: Oh, very good.
2: You ready? Mm
9: Mm-hmm.
2: I want a hippopotamus for Christmas.
0: Only a hippopotamus will do. That's, okay. it? That's it okay.
2: I happen to <laughs> see one laying around no, I, Awesome
5: I just want to say heavy metal Thank you very much for the work that you do And that piece was really awesome I kind of feel like I need to go and Pet my dog right now
9: <laughs> Well there you go I mean They're there Just do it <laughs> And it's funny All right. because It's like Growing up and stuff, I was more of a snake guy, a reptiles.
6: So,
9: <laughs> um, and you know, you. dogs, yes, but I've never owned a dog personally. At least not in my adult life. But then, you know, I have my wife, and my wife's the ca- the crazy cat lady. And <laughs> we we had four cats. One passed. She got it tattooed on her leg. Now she feeds the cats outside our apartment.
5: <laughs> and now you've got twenty more.
0: Oh, yeah, it's all cool. <laughs> but it's, it's all good. It's, I think she sounds
9: perfect. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man.
9: No, seriously. I mean, I've adapted, I've learned and earned. I mean, I wake up with like cats on my head and stuff, and she takes pictures for evidence. Yeah, so it's like. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I got okay,
0: more. Heaven I got metal. Stuff. Absolutely.
9: Yeah, I got more of a, you know, more of a heavy metal style now. But anyway, yes, shout out to everybody at the zoo. Thank you all. And we'll hopefully we'll see you again next year for the 10-year anniversary. Hopefully. Anywho, okay, well, I'll do this one real quick. And I appreciate my time. And hello, everybody out there. Happy Halloween. All right. This one's called intolerance. And this one also is just wordplay. I never edited it, I just kind of stuck it together and just you know, it makes sense to me, but of course I'm messed up, so here we go. Make of this what you will, upon me shall not judge. Behold, for every lash becomes another scar for the past to hold in honor. Victims behold the unfolding truth as the eye to see without fail, defining and misjudging before even opening the book, for its cover is only the beginning. As if guidance will mislead you. Upon my whispers, hushes rest on the cold, dead lips of intolerance. For there is much more blood to be shed. Existence, grasping survival from the instability of betrayal. Death sleeps within, echoes up and out from living graves. The scream, shrill, dormant air, dissipated as if anyone cared. Existence, exiled, excommunicated, exhausted, annihilated into extinction. Then any skeletal remains of sanity is provisionally inept, enabling, inciting darkness to live. Feed, grow, expand. Stretchable, far-fetched realities are now present-day scapegoat. Cannot contain what cannot be controlled As deniability is the accessibility That will in return result in death Silence in time, for time is the answer Don't forsake that last breath you take Or it may be the last Thank you
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: That was pretty amazing <laughs> yeah.
9: Good job, Dennis
5: Different kind of chills tonight, I love it
9: oh yeah I go from kitties to doggies to complete <laughs> it's all good it was it was just a nice little shift if you like it, least five minutes will change
5: <laughs> alright how can people find you and share some love
9: they can't I'm surrounded by cats <laughs> oh man just find the trail of friggin cat treats you'll find me um, that could be a giveaway Uh, (laughs) Um, All right, yeah, well, anyway, I got a couple things going on Facebook. It's really Facebook because I don't really understand anything else. Um, I don't (laughs) – seriously, I'm not computer literate, like, whatsoever. Um, I got Crushed Beneath Poetry, which a good friend of mine even built for me because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Crushed Beneath Poetry, you can find that out on Facebook. Um, I did manage to get the Heavy Metal Poet as a – to like a, like another side project I have on. You know, I guess it's under public figure. Yeah, I try to look. Yeah, I try to make myself look better. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my ego gets any bigger. My wife's like, you know, if your head gets any bigger, it can't fit through the door. I'm like, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> the point is with me is if, if I'm dead and you remember me 30 years later, that's what I want. I want to make an imprint on this world somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Crush beneath poetry on Facebook. Uh, heavy metal poet on Facebook. Crush beneath crew on Facebook. Come join them all. Find out what's going on. Right now, the virus has killed all the open mics I host at the library. At least up until December. So I'm hoping next year will be you know better. Um. But until then, if there's an event, I'll be at it, or you know, helping out some way somewhere. But uh, mm-hmm. for now. Oh, Cliff, I'm getting a whole new metal band back together. So, you know, yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I'm going bald already. I lost all my hair and it's like, um, midlife crisis. So here we go. See what happens. Man, staying <laughs> Don't busy. Don't get that back together. You'll hear more from me. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, until then, no, I appreciate my time on air here. Uh, and hello to everybody. Come by and see me. Make fun of me. Maybe be a goof or whatever. But, um. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody! And uh, I hope I can make it back on air, you know, more. more. <laughs> like you All said, right. kind of, like, it's really...
2: <laughs> your Halloween cameo
9: performance.
5: <laughs> uh, Thank you it, very man. much for calling in.
9: All right, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. All right. How do you All go right. walk here? Here we go.
5: Okay, so let's see. Next up at the door, we have area code area code four one nine. Agent four one
11: nine. Did you say? You. Did you say? Yeah. Did you say four one nine?
6: I did. Blurred. I Hi, did yes, indeed.
11: I'm Shelly Gambino, reporting into duty as Agent four one nine.
5: Hello, Shelly. You...
11: Hi. <laughs> I know, right? And I do have a Halloween one.
5: Ooh, okay.
11: So that's cool. Um, I'll just get right into it. It's called What? I
5: guess she said know. something and then she turned away. I have no idea.
11: I thought she said She's Hold on doing that thing. I didn't
5: know. I think she's finding appropriate scary music for you.
0: I had to put scary
2: music on
11: for you. I, I was going to hear the doorbell. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty scary. Uh, You guys ready? Yes. Okay, sorry. Okay, it's called A Night of Living Hell. Ghosts, goblins, and so much gore, witches, bats, black cats, and more. This is what Halloween is all about, as young kids get scared and let out a shout. Piercing screams and a frantic yelp makes you terrified as you seek for help. Turning every corner carefully with dread, a boogie monster jumps out at you with a knife stuck in his head. Vampires, mummies, and spiders, too, all appear and scare the hell out of you. Blackness imprisons you with fear. You can't wait to get the hell out of here. Every step you take to be your last. In this dark dungeon, you run very fast. Then, when you're at your wit's end, a damn bloody vampire jumps out at you again. When you feel like you are done and you can't take any more, watch out, for you, there is more in store. Your knees start to tremble and they cannot stop. Be careful where you step, the floor might drop. There is no turning back once you are in, and if you choose the wrong path, you might just have to start all over again. You can't get out and you feel rather trapped. Watch out, at your shoulder that someone just tapped. You start to quiver again with fear and mumble to yourself, I want to get the hell out of here. There's nothing you can do and nothing you can say to make those spine-quivering creatures go away. The hair on your back begins to stand. You begin to wish you were in a different land. Finally, you find, spot a le- light ahead of you. Watch out, it's a grave digger, and he will bury you too. You beg for someone to let you out, you begin to tremble, panic, and shout. But there is no one to help you, you are all alone, and the only sound you hear is an echoing moan. Finally, in the distance, you discover a secret door, hoping and praying this is it and there isn't any more. Congratulations, you're finally out, is what I heard my friend shout. What did you think, my friend asked of me. I said, wait until next year, you'll see. There is no other special time of year as Halloween night loaded with fear.
12: (laughs) That
13: was excellent.
11: I I hate those Halloween things, and I was just so claustrophobic all the time. And I know one time I went in and some zombie guy picked up a guy that was in our group and threw him up against the wall. I'm like, I don't think they're supposed to touch you. So it just terrified me to this day. So I wrote about (laughs) kind of that stuff.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how well I would do with that.
11: Well, I think Uh, the guy deserved it because he was talking crap, but I don't think you're supposed to touch them. (laughs) Uh, Probably
5: not, but I hope that did scare the crap out of him. (laughs)
11: Yeah, it was was years ago when we could get away with stuff. You know, now you can't get away with anything. (laughs) You can't get away with anything. You can't get away Uh, with anything. Gosh.
5: (laughs) I mean, it was that masked man that scary-looking man amongst all the other scary-looking men in the haunted house.
11: Oh, and I—it being like a claustrophobic, perfect it's bad. Right, right. I, I get the claustrophobic and I get scared, and I just I just hate it, so I just kind of went on that. But I wrote that in the 1990s. Is that weird? It seems so long ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. It's crazy. You want to really freak yourself out? looking at a picture of you from the year you wrote it.
6: I was doing nothing every day yeah. and the
2: picture popped on I was like Christ I looked a lot of different 14 years ago When I started this show <laughs> Right <laughs> Are you going to read A second piece then?
11: Huh? Yeah if I have time I, I can read I got one more here <clears throat> okay. okay This one is called This one's called Broken It has nothing to do with Halloween But you might refer to it As being scary I don't know no, I'm just kidding um, Broken When your heart is broken And you feel all alone Pain becomes your welcome mat, greeting you when you get back home. The world around you grows silent as darkness tries to enter your soul, still searching for the brightness of sunshine, hanging on to hope that everything will be alright. Faith, it needs to be renewed, restored, when you feel like giving up, trying to keep hope alive, even when you feel that something inside you has died. When your heart is broken and you feel all alone, pain becomes your welcome mat, greeting you when you get back home sometimes life's journeys take us all for a ride emotions running deep as time was on our side living for the moment of each day we were blessed together wrapped in our arms of freedom i held on so tight praying dear lord help him make it through the night the heart it breaks at the choices made none being our own none we can control to love someone so much and watch them lose it all the safest i felt was in his arms the ones that no longer hold As time goes on, the grim realization turning cold, life is about finding our way, our path, our own road, and peace. And
5: I really loved that line of pain becomes your welcome mat and the fact that you use that uh, a few times in that piece. I I think all too often when we are feeling broken, when we are feeling despair, Mm -hmm. Home is no longer quite that sanctuary that it used to be. And
6: yeah. The
11: quiet is not your friend.
6: Mm-hmm.
11: Right. I feel. I, exactly. I, I, I wanted to do this into a song. Thank you. I wanted to do it in a song, so I kind of repeated the verse and then I shortened it up for the poem, but I kind of want to try to make that into music. But yeah, thank you very much. It's like something you're used to. Peyton's, you're welcome, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's something that you're used to. You know what I mean? Like you're coming home. Home is familiar, right? Pain is familiar to me in my life. So
14: mm-hmm. that's
11: kind of where I got that line from, what you were saying.
5: Oh, that was an excellent piece. All
11: right, <laughs> Well, thank, thank you, guys. Find you. Yep, um, Agents 419. Shelley Gambino, you can find me on Facebook. Um, you really don't want to have my overrated opinion, so, like, if you just want to find my poetry, I'm at Poetical Intrigue, not political, Poetical Intrigue on Facebook, and that's where I list all my poems.
5: All right. Thank you, Shelley.
11: <laughs> Thank you. Have a good evening you guys and enjoy the rest of the show. You too. <laughs> Thank you.
14: Night right.
5: Right. Thank you. Yep. So, Bye. Next up at the door we have Oh. Scratching,
6: the door. scratching at the door.
5: It seems that we have area code 984 on yeah. the air.
15: Yeah, I don't think. So I don't really get into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But, however, though, I will get into it on some shit. Like, what the fuck are you stacking at work for?
16: Yeah. I have no idea.
15: You don't even know why you... St- Cause like we um oh, That night we grilled out and I told you I got the burgers and the food line did that shit.
13: Right. I, I enjoy a good barbecue. It. Oh,
15: boy.
6: Over there. I don't think they he's talking
13: to us. I don't think and so, his but his I'm book. just going to
6: join in on the conversation because I feel like I'm part
5: of it now. The wannabe? that before. Oh, okay,
15: okay. He's the one that put his little. little, little, little hey, football. 984, are you there? Right. Area code
16: 984, are you there? I'm <laughs> you, know, you know, let me take his head
5: and shit. Is it is so, it dude black or white?
16: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: Well. Pretty much white. We'll probably let them keep that in private. Yeah. Area code 407, you are on the air now.
15: Hello, how y'all doing tonight? Hello. Hi, sweetie. Right. this is Raymond. How y'all doing tonight? Wonderful,
2: it's good to hear from you.
15: Yes, it's good to be back on the show. It's been a while. It's been a while. That is good all the time.
5: All right, Raymond. So
15: what did you have in store for us tonight? I wrote this piece on Monday. I wanted to share with you all tonight, Halloween night, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's called The Hellfire Liar. In the depths of the chaos and misfortune, the hellfire liar whispers his fear through the ear of the boy who cried wolf. And lives to tell about it vermillion embellished in detail upon features with a twisted list of conflicted elegance when the Jekyll existed as a spine running element of hypothesis and main spirit for instance he's rerooted and reincarnated and without question the nerve of Isyphus that mine is a fly high on the wall within the practices so a key corner me in the space of the unlikely that the forms of its stench is last to come about the forms of my blanket starting to ferment, closing up the place where I come from with the electric taste of fear. Salvinated my being there in the hands of lethargic. Amongst the horror, the habit-forming havoc his presence presents. Oh yeah, the nerve of him splintering the shallows of any distancing to never not to be in compliance. Tethered, he's not. Barbarity, the Jekyll existed. Proteus and trailing in slow motion. Trace both ways in an instant. The stagnated presence covers atop the overlap, a haven, this here ghoulish matrix. There, smell the after stench. Emission, no limit, conspicuously living about the trails of ungrateful selfishness. He remains, He's there, he existed, trembling a slow metamorphosis as the liar cries aloud to reverse it. When the mystery is simplicity and all there out and about is a farce of many of the enemy of the army. For tethering, he mocks, created to have a portion in existence and I won't conceal his comely portions. God, take his power for the doves to love and have way with us in the new nature's leisure. Then slay his being and remove his thrust. The hell fire liar don't belong among us. That's my piece. Hmm. I'm just going to give y'all one tonight. Yeah, I, that was, that was amazing
5: kind of got this 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 lurking sense of dread from it not something quite so in your face, the stereotypical ghoul jumping out at you through the halls, but something that just stalks behind you that was
15: wonderful.
2: Amazing, yes
15: Thank you, thank you
2: Fantastic thank you. Raymond. Raymond
15: Yes, I wrote it with you guys in mind because last Halloween I enjoyed it I say, maybe I'll do this. So I started on it the other day, and that's the way it came out.
2: Well, you um, get super, super cool kudo points for uh, coming on and reading Spit 50 piece.
5: It was beautifully done. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing, Raymond.
2: Raymond, tell everyone how they can find you, hun.
5: With us, Brandon, you still there? Did we lose him? Yeah. I think we did. Oh well, okay. Next up at the door, we have uh oh, who is it? I see
10: yes.
5: area code.
17: You're fucking backing on fucking white people that you're working with that don't know nothing about it,
5: right. right?
2: <laughs> it like doesn't a, seem like it's nine eight four. Area code six oh nine.
5: Area code six oh nine, you are on the air. Hello there. Hello. Hey
16: honey,
2: how
5: are you? Okay.
16: Um uh my name's William Beck and I bet there are other people who wanna read and the hour is growing late. So uh yes, I've got I've got some Halloween poetry for you and okay. um we'll start with one called the churchyard. Okay.
1: Please.
16: The churchyard has dark dark secrets yet to keep. Evil runs like a river, deep and wide. The restless dead lie here but do not sleep. shadows come a widows come to mourn here but do not weep unhallowed graves host victims of suicide the churchyard has dark secrets yet to keep strange vapors from the graveyard from the ground are known to seep and make strange lights at even tide the restless dead lie here but do not sleep Strange shadows from the tombs are seen to creep and are linked to cases of brutal homicide. The churchyard has dark secrets yet to keep. The priests have fled the grounds like maddened sheep. The ghouls have left their their beds to take village brides. The restless dead lie here but do not sleep. The evil that has been sown here, death does reap. And unclean spirits in this cemetery do abide. The churchyard has dark secrets yet to keep. The restless dead lie here, but do not sleep. Thank you.
2: What form was that?
16: The churchyard. That was awesome.
2: Was it written in a specific poetic form?
16: Yes, it's a Villanelle. That's what I thought.
2: That's what I thought. That was awesome. Great
16: job on that. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've actually got a lot of spooky. That's an old one. Uh, there's a lot of spooky stuff that I've written over. I've got stuff all across the board, um, but um, but thank you. Um, uh, there's another one uh, similar in form also Halloween spooky and it's called there's something down in the old man's cave okay there's something down in the old man's cave I'm sorry there's something down in the old miner's cave the scene of violence a hundred years past it feeds on fear and human souls it craves People walk in free but come out slaves. Against the power down there, the human will cannot last. There's something down there in the old man's in the old miner's cave. The strong, the weak, the timid and the brave, fear to descend into cavern's vast. It feeds on fear and human souls it craves. No town edict or ordinance can save the town from from some dark thing's grasp. There's something down there in the old miner's cave. And so this frightened rural enclave has sent armed men to complete a fearsome ta- task. It feeds on fear and human souls it craves. And so it seems there soon may be many graves. As our souls hang over a crevasse, there's something down there in the old miner's cave. It feeds on fear, and human souls it craves. Thank you.
2: Both of those were deliciously dark. I loved them
16: yeah, there's there's other stuff. I mean, uh, right after I wrote um, uh, the churchyard. I I wrote a villanelle that was wonderful and we'll see joy in life and blah, blah, blah. But, um... Uh... But somehow that's, um... One of my favorites, at least, around Halloween. And, um... So my name is William Beck, and you can find me. I don't really post poems there because I've... Um, I have a question about... Um... You know, who owns those poems, but uh, when you post on Facebook, but you can find me at uh, William M. Beck on Facebook if you want to seek me out. I think I know the heavy metal poet, so it was a blast hearing him on here. And everyone else, it's just wonderful. And just wanted to, uh, again, I always say this whenever I come on here, but thank you for providing this. Um, the venue. I think this is the first time I've heard Christopher on here. I think.
2: Yeah, he's uh, helping but, me out because I just had that surgery on my jaw, so I'm not talking real well right now. So he's actually been here the last four weeks with me, and we really appreciate him. He actually just stepped away, so he's not here at the moment. But I, yeah,
16: I thought there was a difference in your voice. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm
2: talking uh, i talking really funny. It's like learning.
16: No, to talk you sound fine. You sound great. It's just and, that. Seem to be a different there seemed to be a difference so I'm glad uh, at least I'm glad you're you're recovering um, <laughs>
6: thank
16: you. but um okay, so i will we wouldn't want anyone to put the whammy on me for talking too <laughs> long on here uh so I will get off and let other people go but uh, thank you very much and uh by the way, you know what the significance of this Halloween is right? Full blue moon on Halloween
2: No what's, What does that mean Well special meaning it's that? very
16: rare um, The next time We have a blue moon on The next time we have a full blue moon On Halloween Will be the year 2039
2: I'm going to have to google that now Because it has to be some special meaning When this happens
16: Oh well if you talk to the Wiccans And the paranormal people They're going to be yeah, going bananas. Um, <laughs> there sure is. If you, I mean, if you believe in that sort of thing, and you better believe you're gonna, they're going to say, sure. I think there's also a partial lunar eclipse, right? And and this year, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's just <laughs> a great way to cap off. What what a great, you know, the, like I've said, the, by the time we have the next full moon, uh, full blue moon. On Halloween, you know, we will probably have been to uh, back to the moon and to Mars. So,
6: yeah.
16: you know, so yeah, I would check that. You're gonna find so all kinds of interesting things that people are saying about this blue uh, a full moon. And um, if she can do it in a socially distanced way, in a safe way, a party might be interesting on a mm-hmm. full blue moon on Halloween. Yep. Yeah. So you have a good night and thank you again.
2: You're welcome, William. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Bye. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> ee whiz. Somebody's really wanting to get on. <laughs> Let's see who this is. Area code 807. 807, you're on the air.
18: Lunaite, happy Halloween! (gasps) It is time for it is time for a probing. (laughs) You'll see why. (laughs) My poetry, thanks thanks to you, thanks to you. It's it's spooky UFO poetry, so or kinda like that. (laughs) What beast have you unleashed? (laughs) So I I have my two poems here, and scared. (laughs) No, no, it's not all about that. It's just uh. I have uh, so I have one called string, well strange transmission transmissions and another one called 21 centimeters, which refers to an astronomical term of something that we'd find if we found life out there. So the first one is the homework assignment. It's like a pose prom and it's the one based on you know why uh, why the importance of the transmission that you're receiving as an alien. Like three days, I think you're saying before Halloween? Mm
12: hmm.
18: So, here we go. Strange transmission. Strange transmission from depths of space, I receive and acknowledge you. I have received my assignment with great zeal and with what humans call delight, for I wish to study the culture of this curious young race, and in this cycle, I wish to study the human phenomena of Halloween night. I have studied past recordings with puzzlements and some chagrin as they wear costumes similar to some of what us look like. How did they know our visage before we had decided to reveal our forms? Alas, the greys have not been careful enough. I am of the greens, what humans call little green men. I find that designation a bit insulting, but at least I have not been painted as those cybernetic aliens as on Trek. They really have no fashion sense. ...and their use of technology is rather heavy-handed, I must say. I wish to further study this fascination of this procedure they call probing. I wish—I think they misunderstand our purpose in these things. We wish to get to the bottom of the matter with humans, but certainly not in that way. Again, the greys are mostly (laughs) to blame. They have no shame. The urgency of your transmission has been (laughs) imparted to me. For what better opportunity than Halloween... What better time to gauge if they are worthy of being inducted into the galactic community? If worthy, we shall reveal all the secrets of the stars and more to them. If not, we shall leave them in the zones of cosmic terrors with the greys. Let them probe them as they may. Those damn greys. Can't leave the humans alone. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Love it.
18: That's in reference to the grey aliens. There's those the common ones there are the graves. They call them, it's such a common visage or it's such a common reference in human experience with aliens that they call them the graves. It's like it's such a distinct look that they have ascribed to them, eh? And this one's more straight up menacing and it's 21 centimeters. Like if you look that up, it's in astronomy, it's uh, a reference to hydrogen and like how hydrogen shows up when you look at the uh, spectrum of a star. And to my memory, it's an indication possibly of life. Or, no, sorry, not of life, but um, it would be commonly used by all intelligent life forms most likely to communicate in space. So this is kind of along the, a little bit along the same lines, but much more menacing. 21 centimeters. In the depths of space, I receive it. The sounds of life coming in from haunting wood haunting sounds in space i do not know what to make of it for it is the sound that evidences the possibility of life in space but something of this sound gives evidence of something terrible a form of life terrifying in both purpose and in form i cannot describe the why or how of it for i can only hear it cannot see or touch it but the sound of it seems to come from something in the eternal night. An apex predator that would hunt me from dusk till dawn, wearing me down till I was lame before its feet, collapsed from my efforts, surrendered to defeat. The sound that transmits to me, encompasses me, wraps me in dark, darkness as I struggle to set my senses free. But in my heart I know that I am doomed that I am trapped and ensnared in whatever terrible purpose it has for me. And so both of those there, Halloween poems about alien transmission, and one of them was to your assignment. One of them was kind of something that I was thinking along, but I kind of just went along with it because I already had it in my mind. So one of them was like Halloweeny, but more Halloween humor, and the other one was more, you know, straight-up <laughs> Halloween.
2: <laughs> Fantastic job on both of them, Robbie. Do me a favor, sweetheart. Tell everyone how mm-hmm. they can come over and haunt you.
18: Haunt me. Oh, how how they can haunt me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry at uh, Facebook, and if you go from there, you'll see the links to my other things, like my Instagram and my uh, SoundCloud and all that. And um, so that's how you can reach me. And uh, I'll uh, email you for, I guess, my address for, since I did the the assignment and you're mentioning about uh, sending something off to some sort of a prize if you do the assignment, right? <laughs> so
2: I may yeah, they'll hold me after the show so I can get that oh, okay. to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic job Robbie happy Halloween thank you for sharing those tonight happy
13: Halloween
18: to you too <laughs>
2: <laughs> bye sweetie bye bye alright our next caller let's see what, what's that noise <laughs> doorbell scared the heck out of me okay let's go ahead and grab area code 541. 541,
19: you're on the air. Oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? This is James Otter.
0: James- Hi, James. Oh. Welcome to the show.
19: Dude, people are killing it. I am terrified of aliens. I love it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I know, especially when he said the alien says, I want to get to the bottom of it. Not that kind. It's like, what? What? What did it say? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm t- I'm terrified now, James. It's really good to have you on the show. You're a local boy here from my neck of the woods. Wait, uh, where are you? Are you in
19: Eugene, or are
2: you? A- I'm up in Independence.
19: You're up in Independence? Yeah, I am
2: local. Yeah, yeah. One He's of my nice girlfriends day. sent me the link to the open mic you just did, so I had that information. So I figured, hey, I saw you were doing spooky stuff. I had to send you an invite real quick and, and invite you to the show to come to read. So welcome.
19: Well, what a treat. Well, I am Eugene's uh, horror poet, or whatever. Anyway, I've been digging around, so I got a real treat. These aren't actually horror poems at all, so don't you worry. These are perfectly normal poems, you know, flowers and stuff. (laughs) So let's get started. Okay. It is extremely rare and almost completely implausible that the average person would ever witness the full cycle of a wild animal's mating ritual. The typical voyeur is not capable of spending every waking hour spying on a single person, even with security cameras. They have to split their attention with daily needs. Food, bathroom, and sleep, they can record all night in those quiet moments when they must get dressed, when their eyes are blurry, and they need to find glasses or drink some water. Or they must blend in with the working class. They miss out. There's not enough time in the day to review the footage while watching new material. The switch between tapes or SIM cards, the careful placement of camcorder blocks, no matter how much they witness, there will always be missing details. The most intimate of which are on the inside. Insecurity blossoms. The existential terror of the minor imperfections can lead a watcher to finish the story of their character in a heinous way. The impersonal nature of stalking can be a coping mechanism for a deep-seated loneliness. Fantasies of living a life with someone who may as well be a deer in a nature documentary. The most profound fantasy is that of a stalker falling in love with another stalker. They share their equipment. They spend hours watching these people examine themselves in mirrors. Close-ups of moles and medical scars. Lines carved into arms, bite marks, and icky. A fantasy couple shattering a regular nine-to-five person's reality. Planting notes in closets counting every breath, checking their heart rate as they sleep. Warriors sometimes feel heroic, like watchdogs playing cl- close attention, paying close attention to the victim's lovers, keeping logs of every misfire, every forced coupling. If a burglar were to smash in the back door and steal a TV, it would all be caught on camera by the creep in the bushes across the street the police would arrive unaware that they too are being filmed. The death of a victim is the worst possible thing for a stalker. It's almost as bad as heartbreak. Watching the funeral tape over and over, bottling up the feelings of loss and despair, taking notes of the people in line, waiting to view the corpse and say a few last lines, jealous of them. How many of these people have ever visited How many were really there for this person on their loneliest nights? Not enough, and the stalker knows this well. It's almost an insult to see how these supposed friends and loved ones finally show up at tragedy. They were there for their birth and there for their death, stepping out on the in-between. The stalker was around for almost all of it, and the only people who will ever know occupy a secret place under the brightness of social media, a place for anonymous confession. Say anything you like about these people. They view the world with internalized bias. Some stay neutral, while others can't help but write about the feelings. Normalcy is a consistency. For a true alien, the weirdest thing they could ever do is put the camera down. There you go.
2: And that's Anne Palm. That was that was spooky as hell.
19: Yeah. You know, there, no, I dug around for a while.
2: <laughs> I love. I mean, there, there's probably, nothing. There's nothing creepier than a stalker. You know, when I've you you one. never realize how. Oh trust me, I know. <laughs> me too. A couple times, and that's what makes it so creepy is you never know. You never know exactly what they're doing or what they have access to or. Or I think what's most terrifying of all is afterwards, looking back and understanding how vulnerable you really are.
10: Oh, yeah. I think that's what the most terrifying
2: thing is.
19: It is. It's horrifying. And, you know, I had to dig around a lot to find a poem because I got a lot of horror poetry. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that one took up probably a good five minutes. So, you know. Well, I'm
2: hoping now that I've found you and I've drugged you here and, and you've got to share, I hope that you will come back and, you know, we, we do this every Thursday. We've been doing this for 14 years. It's our 14-year four, anniversary is coming up here real quickly. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I would love to have you come back and share more with us.
19: Oh, I can definitely do that. And I have other poems besides the scary ones. But, um, you can, can read anything you, you, a... you want. <laughs> oh, Cool. But, yeah, that one's actually pretty softcore compared to some of the other stuff I've written.
6: <laughs> it helps
19: <laughs> to write horror.
6: This is the best time of the
19: year. So, um, anyway, you can find me. I have a page. I have a few pages, but my main page is Poet Overlord. I run a group on Facebook. Like, all these are on Facebook. So, my main page is Poet Overlord. I run a group called Page 3 Poetry. I run another group called Maniac Inspiration, and you can find me on YouTube if you search for James Otter Poet. There's a bunch of videos of me. (laughs) Well, anyway, it it was nice to read. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. You
2: You mean stalking you? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All right, James, great job. It was awesome meeting you, and we'll talk to you again soon, hon. All right. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. All right. Please, whiz, that's loud. Who could that possibly be? Let's check. Area code. Let's check 984. 984, are you with us yet?
20: Hey, what's up, Nyla?
2: My goodness! You know we've we've tried to take your call at least four times now, but you are talking to somebody.
15: <laughs> I'm just like that, man. When I'm involved, I'm involved.
9: <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is good to hear from you, hon. Would you bring us tonight something spooky?
15: Uh, you know I don't. Uh, well, I'm just gonna do what I do. So you know, I mean, I. I I think I might have one in there that I wrote about witches uh, like a couple weeks ago, but uh, I'm going to do this one first. Um, let me get to this.
6: Okay.
16: Are you ready? Here it goes.
2: I am ready.
20: Please don't ruin this for us, don't choke on the exterior. I know we've made it difficult on each other,
9: all the more reason. It's been made hard on both of us. But if I cannot see it through, if I can't, I'll dial down and
20: die
15: to the next line. Expect and see. I'm
20: hungry for you, so back. I'll probably
6: will never forget you, and i my only, of my, some things that I i do not
1: Oh, oh,
4: oh, that part again, or even
20: if I want to, I should be
4: contrite,
5: hold
8: on to the watch,
15: and we go, move,
6: and told to
20: go, I should be
6: someone, somewhere
1: else, but I'm not, I'm still
2: Sam, Glenn, are you there? Oh all we're hearing is white fuzzy noise right now. I think we lost him. All right, I'm gonna to have to watch for that call to come back on. I don't know if you guys were hearing that, but all I was getting was uh, white static noise. Not sure. Not sure what was happening there. All right, let's go ahead and take our next caller. Our next caller comes. Wait a minute. Oh, there they are. There they are. Hang this loud. Jeez, whiz. Nine oh three. You're on the air.
21: Hello. How are y'all? This is Little Gary.
2: Hey, little Gary. How are you, sweetheart? Good to hear from you. I'm
21: doing good. Yes, ma'am. Good to be heard from. Absolutely. (laughs) Y'all doing okay?
2: (laughs) Absolutely wonderful. Happy Haunted Speakeasy Cafe. It's a dead man's party night.
21: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. I got a couple good ones for y'all, I hope.
2: Awesome. Go ahead when you're ready.
21: All right. Well, my first one is called Don't Fear the Weeper. Please don't fear the weeper. He's sad, and it's only been one minute since he smoked him some creeper, because she's gone and he was unable to keep her, turning him into this lonely-ass weeper. He walks around at a pace that even a snail would say is slow, looking at the ground with tears in his eyes and his head held really low. All aboard the crazy train, y'all. Where you can catch every episode of his show And you'll see the face of a man That has less emotion than Johnny Depp's did Crossing the border and *Bloat*. He's going down the rabbit hole, y'all Thinking deeper and deeper And every minute that passes The chances of him ever getting out Are getting steeper and steeper Which is making his life become bleaker and bleaker The man, the myth, the unneeded beeper Love is his drug and without it, he's sleeping as much as a tweaker, and his eyes have become the eyes of a leaker. His worn-out soul can be compared to a good damn sneaker, and he really needs a hug right now. So please, y'all, don't fear the weeper, end point.
2: <laughs> what a fun play on words. What's your second one, sweetheart?
21: All right, my second one is, uh, that was close. I had to something, Halloween. My second one is just kind of cool, introducing myself to the world. It's uh, What I'm Cooking. All right. My rhymes flow like a river, and my words are just like a hook. And y'all little fishies one day will be standing in line to get the first copy of my newest damn book. Hell, I'll have you thinking you're ACDC, because all night long my rhymes will have you fucking shook. Shit, I was born in the South, y'all, with the knowledge as well as the look. If your climb is as steep as mine, no worries, because I got plenty of rope, and it gets longer and stronger. Every time someone says, hell no, you'll never make it, or nope. Y'all, I'm full of something, and I've turned that shit into hope. For those that think I'm just a little too dirty, don't worry, because I got plenty of soap. And for everyone else, Come and get it, because I also got plenty of that good poetry dope. Hell, even Adam will tell you that little Gary's the man. And although I'm invisible, I stand real tall at six foot fucking three when I stand. Have you seen the size of my feet? Oh, yeah, you can't, because they're covered in sand. Because I'm always at the beach, giving the sun's ass a really good tan. So I guess you'll just have to come down here and look at my hands. How did I get where I am, you ask? Hell, they wouldn't let me in, so I snook. I guess this hard life has turned me into a damn sneaky-ass crook. Because everything I got, no one gave me, I took. And now I'm using my rhymes to write life's poor men's player book. I'm little Gary from East Texas. And my word food is so damn good that even Hell's Kitchen is asking my ass how to cook. In point.
0: I absolutely
2: love that closing line. That was awesome. Thank you (laughs) so much. That was perfect. You're very welcome, sweetie. Little Gary, tell everyone how they can find you, honey.
21: Okay. um, You can find me. uh, I'm on uh, allpoetry.com. It's uh, LittleGary76. Um, I have many, many, many rhyming uh, story crazy stuff, you know. Just. Mm -hmm. I also got a a YouTube page. It's Little Gary's Big Funny. Um, I do stand-up comedy. I'm an electrician by trade, but since my kids, I raised all my kids. They told me I could do what I want now. I'm grown, so I do stand-up comedy and uh, write a lot of rhymes, man, trying to get published, you know, (laughs) help my family. Be cool. That's (laughs) awesome. All right, Gary, will we see you next week? Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm going to try my best.
2: Perfect. All right, hon, we'll talk to you then. Thank you so much.
21: Uh y'all be safe. Uh huh. Yes, ma'am You too. <laughs> bye bye.
2: Oh, someone wonder who this is. Looks like it's two one six.
0: Hello,
1: two one six. Mama
2: Ola Daisy. Hey mama, how are you? Happy spooky night.
10: <laughs> Thank you. I am enjoying the program. I was just gonna listen because um, I wasn't feeling that great. The poetry has been so extraordinary, and I didn't hear Robbie. I haven't heard him in a long time. So Isn't that I'm nice? Just about. Mm-hmm. And um, everything gotten so real now. Neither, I'm going to tell you, when I found out that the United States of America riddled with rats again. I just I just lost it. I said, like, right before Halloween, we got to be plagued with the blue blolly plague again, or that's what caused it the first time. So it's like it's a horrible Halloween. We're going out there trying to trick-or-treat with uh, rats running everywhere because <laughs> it's like a nightmare. <laughs> Is that
2: like a thing? Do we have, like, a bunch of rats now?
10: Yes, it's a, a plague. It's uh, every major city is overwrought because all the um, well, New York was already like that because they were already going on the subway. When I walked up the subway, they followed me up the subway. That was like five years ago. But now that the restaurants are closed, uh, the rats are just going crazy. They they left the ships, uh, all the ships when the ships stopped, and they can't find food. So another, um, like almost like we got the. Coronavirus and the rats now, we have been plagued the last time they plagued the, uh, the, the continent of, of the United States of America. You know
2: what's really weird about yeah. that is my cat always brings me treasures, right? And, you know, I'll open yeah. the door and there'll be a frog or there'll be a, a mole or a bowl or a little snake. Well, I walked into the kitchen, I had the back door open, and I walked into the kitchen and there was a baby, an actual baby rat. I mean, it was tiny.
10: It was it was yeah. like
2: twice the size of a mouse, so I knew it was a rat. You could tell by looking at it. It was a rat, exactly. but it was it was tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny. And
1: yeah. it's like
2: I've never because seen that. And I've never seen a rat before. So and, and then mean, now you tell me there's a
10: rat. So it's like yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a uh, play. It's 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 all on the news. The major well, cities, all the major cities, the urban cities are really like overwrought with the with the rat problem. But now my girlfriend. And not just my one girlfriend, but all of my friends that live in the rural rural area are also having a problem with snakes because the snakes come for the rat. So there's uh-huh. people finding the snakes in their bed. One lady found one in her bed biting her butt. And she had to take her hand and put it in the snake's mouth and grab the bottom of his his uh, mouth to unlatch it from her ass. He was over there really about to eat her. And then my other friend, she found, like, a, um, one in her washing machine. So it's like everything's going after everything. And then they got the killer wasps, these wasps that are killing, actually killing the bees, and they're actually stinging people. So there's so much spooky stuff going on about around Halloween. So <clears throat> most of my poems I'm going to read, well, I'm going to let you pick it. One is called Specs, called... Um, Bullets, and then one is called A Fate Worse Than Death. Which one do you want to I hear? I want A
2: Fate worse, worse Than Death.
10: Okay. A Fate Worse Than Death. He raped and held them against their will, all for the thrill. For ten years he had his way. One day the girls, now women, made their great escape. Even took with them the baby that the rapist kidnapper made. While he was in jail, we hope he'll be the one at the mercy of someone, of some unnatural rapist's fun. But today he hung himself while on suicide watch. Why did he take the coward's way out? Why? did he take the coward's way out. They needed or wanted his fresh behind to feel the wrath for stealing and abusing the youthful girls and for plundering his human catch. He had no heart, he felt no remorse. He even said it was their fault for accepting a ride with a stranger. At night, he would have his way, and in the day, he locked them both away like some used-up sex toy. They were stuffed night and day in a closet, painfully locked away, only allowed to come out and play from the box they would stray. From the box in which they stayed as if a boring old toy in a trunk. For them, there was no choice. They had no voice. They wondered. But God had mercy. God had mercy on this incorrigible man and spared him from a deplorable death. Instead of feeling the pain his victims felt, They gave him back his belt and let him die his way. They gave him ample time to pray, and today he ended his life today, certainly. In a Cleveland cell, there were people waiting to show him how it felt to fall victim to merciless prey to an abusive criminal's brutality for 10 years and a day. Suicide for him was more inviting. Death for him was a softer way. Today, death was his best friend. Death saved him from fate's cruel hand. He chose to die a milder way than the punishment that he would have befell a fate worse than death, was awaiting. Had he lived in that Cleveland jail? Hmm. The same fate those victims encountered waited, awaited him in the Cleveland jail. Yeah, what was waiting for him was a fate worse than death. In peace.
2: That was intense, Mama. I didn't say awesome, by mm-hmm. the way. I want you to notice that. No,
10: oh, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously, so, awesome. that that you was
2: intense been... throughout the entire thing. Thanks. That was awesome. I had to say awesome. Yeah, I no, had to too... throw it in there just so that just so I could. True
10: story. True story. Yeah. It's just. Life is, is more scary than, than fiction. Mm-hmm. Are you okay. going to read a second so, one,
2: Mama?
10: I'm going to read specs. Okay. This is about um, the things that we can't see that are even more scary. Little specs. Specs. It is not the larger issues that tend to baffle. We engage them daily, hourly, momentarily. We can identify them. They become familiar as we trust them to be what they are. We can't even qualify the tremendous into categories we can choose to confront, but who knows of what lies in the spirit of the unconquerable speck, so microscopic, so barely seen, so uncertain, we are certainly afraid this very speech. What we cannot challenge, what we cannot see. We cannot challenge what we cannot see. We cannot persuade what we cannot see. The speck, the speck that trounces, over us as if we have no other need. That is to say we are worried about our kids. That is to say we are scared of what is scarcely there. Of that which we cannot reason with. That which we cannot persuade. The power of the spect is in that they do not care about our fear. Specs attack us anywhere. We cough. We scratch. We itch. We cry. We pray whenever they're near. We douse. We bathe. We spray. Love our hair. We recollect even when they are unseen like a phantom. We know their intention is to cause despair. We fear they are somewhere. They are out there somewhere. They are somewhere. Not sure. But we're scared. As we recollect, the speck will disappear. Yet it will surely reappear. But we won't see it. They come to vanquish us. To humiliate us. Even to the point of death
1: indeed wow,
2: fantastic piece of writing, but you could tell you really put you really put. the emotion, the teeth, into your performance of it.
10: Your performance gave it teeth. I guess that's I'm what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm seriously scared of facts. <laughs> I'm scared of my grandkids. I'm scared of people coughing. I'm scared. I don't even want to talk in the microphone behind people. I'm scared of everything. I went and got my eyes checked the other day. I made the uh, doctor clean the eye-examining machine off again a second time. Well, I can see, I, you know, I, my- can.
2: <laughs> I can relate because all this stuff the surgeries I've been having done and having to go in. Um, I had to go into the dentist um, so they can do like the x rays and the stuff like that, and it just freaks yeah. me out. I mean, they're touching people's right. mouths and shit. Ugh. Right. And then I gotta
10: put my chin on there so you can examine my eyes. And I didn't see you clean that thing off I'm exactly. Like, People laugh at me because I, like, be-
2: I watch down the counter at the grocery
10: store, and yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> okay, my my business is on there. Mhm. <laughs> you know, so I am. De- yeah, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. Does definitely we love our Nyla, and that is kind of uh, <laughs> you got you know just had an operation, open stores, you know where it's not even healed yet. No, and nobody trying to go out like that. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm telling you, life is worth more. It's worth more than I mean, it's more scary than um, than fantasy. All that fake stuff they're talking about, Yeah, it can't be. We got enough to deal with. Just trying to stay alive. Uh mm-hmm. All right, Mama. And, and things are happening. Wait a minute, I gotta tell you one more thing. Things are happening too. A man just threw his baby daughter off of a balcony, and another man just killed his partner, uh, his uh, rapping partner, and put him in the trunk and riding around with the man, flies, buzzing all around, following the car all around, and body decomposing. I mean, people are going nuts. Another another lady killed her whole family, uh, her kids and everything. Then a man did the same thing all this this month. But the one with the uh, man throwing his baby off the balcony, his two-month-old baby off the balcony, that was just really easy. And by the time he got in there, he even killed himself. People are losing it. This is lunar. This is a time for, like, diseases and lunacy. you just got to really be careful. it's yes, crazy. So I guess that's just, uh, yeah. What's man with the man, his best friend, best friend, in the trunk of the car? Anyway, Scary. talk
2: to you later. Hey, tell everyone how to find you.
10: Can't Vicky just Acqua. ghost out Vicky. of here. Uh, Vicky. Aqua. <laughs> <Vicky> Aquara. <laughs> Nyla loves me. I'm her mom, her poetic mother. and
2: You are. You're I'm my mother. You're not poetic mother. You're she my is. mama. You're more of a mama to me than my mama. So you are my mama.
10: And I love you. And I'm on your page. Vicky with and I. Aqua, A-C-Q-U-A-H. So if they look for you, they'll find me because so it's hard to find me because they got, like, other people that got kind of like a name like mine, but not me. They got There's only one original. On I got big glasses on now. <laughs> I went to the okay. optician. They got new glasses, and they're real big, gigantic, so you can't miss it. That's me with the glasses on. <laughs> Aqua. Yeah.
2: All right. Thank you, Mama. I love you so much. Happy Halloween to you, you. my darling.
10: Welcome. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Okay. Please. Please. All right. Let's see find out who that is. It looks like it's... Wow. It's 779. Hello, 779. Nyla. (laughs) How is my daughter doing?
3: I am... uh... Better. I'm in a better situation uh, rather than the one we talked about earlier. Um, I have two pieces to read to you, and one of them has more or less of an introduction on my thought process before this poem called Liar. So I'm going to read that first and dive right into Liar, but I'm not going to say when Uh, Liar's start. It's hard to explain. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just do your thing, girl. Yep. So, I've drawn, I've sang, I've written and written anything to find some sort of peace in this prison. Ten days now, sitting alone with too many thoughts. The echo in here is louder than gunshots. I cry and cry, laugh through the sorrow. I don't know how else to live through through to tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes, there's always another. I no longer understand why it is that I bother. I hang on to the notion that I'll find a calm when I leave, because if I don't plan for that, what else can I believe? For the first few days, I begged that God to walk me out. of. I don't even believe anymore. I must have been sinking in fear. The windows are here, barely existing in sight, frosted from the inside so we can't watch day or night. I guess I'll have to build that sunshine credit for a while, eventually cashing in on that warmth for a smile. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to proceed here. I need a smoke, maybe a drink, anything right now to keep me from losing my shit here. I know it was you who put bars on my windows and chains on my feet. You're a lying motherfucker. You're full of deceit. Fuck, I'm so angry. I'm glad for this cell. You have no idea what's waiting for you in hell. Lie to my face. Use my kids against me. Got me drunk again because you like taking advantage? You're a disgrace. That's all you'll ever be. The situation has ruined my life. I regret ever becoming your wife. Just when I begin to believe that you've changed, you prove me wrong. Damn my belief in people. God, you're deranged. You better believe this will all come out. I hate you. I never once put you in jail. Screams or your shout. Let me begin by stating that this is not over. Not by a long shot. And you should know that your breath still reeks when you kiss. Remember that night? You smelled a poison and a hint of rotten spice. And that's NP. Wow yeah I
2: think that I think that because there's some history there i can I can read the history into that piece, makes it even more intense. Yeah, I, I, I you know you most I absolutely love the strength in your voice. I mean, there's no wavering, there's no stutter, there's no flutter, there's no hint of
3: vulnerability, just conviction. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's taken me uh, many years to be able to do this, and you were there for each one of them. I know
2: since you were 14.
3: I know. It's crazy to think about. I know I did. Um. Uh, my second piece is called Quiet Thoughts. Okay. It's been a week since they dragged me here against my will. The first five days were the worst, but still. They took my stability, my hope, and my sight. The only thing keeping me going is hearing your voice each night. The food all tastes the same. No flavor or spices. Feels like a guess-who game between food and its vices. I still can't tell if the meat's real or if I'm eating discarded steel. Either way, I'll be here for a while. Sometimes I wonder if I mean it when I smile. Cold as ice in the night here. Alone. I wish I could just come home. If being here has taught me anything thus far, it's that we take for granted everything in this life as we wish upon a falling star. I miss the simple little things. I miss it all. And the sound of my children when they sing, it's smothered down into one collective call. No more warm hugs. That's turned into midnight tears and all this pain for weeks. I miss the dimple just above your lip when you smirk. I keep wondering how we'll make this all work. But I have faith in you. And I know one day I'll hold my hand in yours and promise the words I do. That's empty.
2: Wow. It's such an absolute roller coaster of emotion going on there.
3: That was phenomenal. Thank you. I Had a, just a little bit too much time on my hand. Never, never now. too much time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm safe now, and I'm gonna stay hidden from him for a little while. For a long while. Well, until I have to go to court for custody stuff, but yeah. Well, yeah. Let me know what's going on. Keep
2: me posted on what's going (laughs) on because I'm going to be
3: worried, okay? I'll keep in contact.
2: All right. Yeah, because I want to know what's been going on there.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: Okay. All right, my darling, tell everybody how they can find
3: you. All poetry forward slash scarlet letter, all one word. Um, and a shout out to everybody who has called in today. You guys are freaking amazing. I loved hearing everything. It's been fun, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a good yeah. show.
2: Awesome. All right, baby. Will we talk to you next week? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, honey.
3: Yep, for you then too.
2: Thank you, baby.
3: I love you guys.
2: Love you too, Hunt. Bye bye. All right. Let's... Wow, so demanding. <laughs> Area code. Nine one nine. You are on the air.
20: Hello, Nyla. <laughs> How you
2: doing, sweetheart?
20: I am doing fine. It's been a while.
2: It has been. Introduce yourself to everybody, Granville.
20: Yes, hello people in into the sound of my voice. My name is Granville John Hedgwinton. And I am a poet, as, as I intend to prove. You can find me coming out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Born in St. Kitts Nevis, a beautiful island, and so on and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for us, honey? Well, you know, I've been listening to your show, and it sound like a lot of gooks and goblins.
6: Ooh. Yeah, there is. <laughs>
20: <laughs> it's, uh... So I decided that I'm going to keep the moment dark. Okay. So I'm going to do this poem for you. It is called Son of God meets the Prince of Darkness.
6: Ooh.
20: <laughs> the devil Knocks at my door. He does so often. Sometimes I let him in. Today is one of those times. It's on. He knows it's on. Ah, he knows it's on. He knows it's on. He comes in and takes a seat, and I do likewise, and the mind. He stares at me and I at him. He knows I know who he is and why I let him in. We fought before, times before. He is my admirer. He he courts me, tries to woo me, but he knows that I despise him, but he is back. You can't stop the devil from trying, and he tries, and he fails, and we fight. And fight some more. Battle is brutal. There is no quarter given. There is no desired. There is none desired. For he is what he is, and I am. That I am. The workers, the carnage, the angels, they cheer for me, while his acolytes stand in awe. I am second-guessing myself. Why did I let this bastard in? The battle lasts for hours. Days, weeks, until finally I put my foot in his ass and stand him scurrying. Reluctantly he leaves, still angry. I watch as he disappears from sight, and I know that he will be back. It's what he does. He is the benighted one, the prince of darkness. He shall be ever at my heels. For when he comes to my house, he sees what most do not see. He sees my sign that reads the Son of God in training. Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: That was awesome. That was incredible, Granville. Thank you.
20: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. (laughs) Do you want me to give you another?
2: Please, yes. Quick one.
20: Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you this one because this is COVID-19 and death walks among us. So I'm going to do this one for you. It is called Beyond the Grave. The thought of my death is an insult to me. I am above this. This cannot be my fate. It is beneath me. It is beneath me. I would remonstrate the indignity. Divinity does not become this. Rigor mortis and I should never be acquainted. The rigid fool, I am befuddled. It disturbs me that I should have an end. Mortality, I am above it. The grave cannot contain me. It's a sham, a force a transition, and it shall pass. We are more than this. We are more than this. Thank you. Thank you very much, Naila. Thank you for having me.
2: You are very welcome. Fantastic job tonight, Granville. Thank you, honey.
20: Thank you, my dear. You have a a speedy recovery and a a happy Halloween.
2: Thank you. You too. Tell yeah, everyone but, how to find you before you take off, then.
20: Oh yeah, you can find me Grandville John Hedrington on Facebook. Uh, Grandville dot Gh. Uh, Gh at gmail.com and that's my email and also my account for my for my uh, Instagram. And and let me say I have three books: Poetry for Thoughts, Volume One, Two, and Three. You can find volume two and three at Amazon.com. Same name, Poetry for Thought. That's going to be the name of all my books, <laughs> Poetry for Thought. I think my work is thought working Thank you, my dear. Thank you, for, thank you for having me, Nila. And you have a blessed evening, my dear.
2: You too, Grandpa. We'll talk to you next week, Kenny.
20: Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right, now. <gasps> Who is that? Who is that? It's 903.
17: Hi, 903. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shelman. How are you doing?
2: Hey, Eric. How are you, love?
17: Doing good. It's been busy and working later hours, of course, usual. <laughs> doing remodeling oh, wow. now. So,
2: I'm glad you were able to make it on.
17: Thank you. Me too.
2: You uh, I seven. made it this
17: time. Well, I got a personal poem. And it's Halloween because uh Halloween's my birthday. So, And I also got another poem too. It's a Halloween poem too.
6: Okay.
18: All right. Ready?
6: Mm-hmm.
17: All right. Halloween, 1985 on this day came i into exi- existence at 9:30 p.m against my mother's willed actions trying to hold me inside until midnight she thought me to be the devil's baby for being born on this day hang on sorry uh, slippery uh silly superstition scared her did not i go trick-or-treating, or even in 1986 due to a, feel, a fear instilled media that Satanists were going around kidnapping blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white-skinned baby boys and sacrificing them to Satan, and that my mom had, in fact, given birth to me and was, and was exhausted from it. That's in peace. Sorry, I, I, I lost myself. <laughs> Got lost.
2: Can't even right. imagine being a being a Halloween baby. That's pretty awesome.
17: Yeah, it is really awesome. I celebrate Halloween every day too, so <laughs> Yeah, so my which, mom's which... uh really superstitious too, so thank you. I appreciate that. Let me pull <laughs> up my next one real quick.
2: Did she did she ever call you her little goblin?
17: Yeah, goblin boo. Uh spook or spooky. Too. That's so
2: that's perfect.
17: Yeah, that's what and I actually have that I can I can find that real quick too. I actually got another personal one too. Hang on a second. Figure out where it's at. I got a. I I got like I don't even know. I think I got like thirteen at one time I was working on Halloween poems, But let's see, hang on. Where is it at? Hang on a second. Okay. Alrighty, here we go all right this is uh this is an acrostic. I was actually teaching my nephew uh poetry he's uh ten i think he's ten years old or twelve somewhere in there anyways we were doing acrostics at the time so and uh I wanted to show him a couple of my forms so all right, so Halloween this is just called Halloween. Halloween is my favorite time of the year and my birthday. Love celebrating it every year. Love dressing up and carving up orange pumpkins in the jack-o'-lanterns, in which my mom made pumpkin pie out of, with the seeds and insides, while I was eating lots of candy and sweet, Enjoyed trick-or-treating, and I was nicknamed Boo, Spooky, and Goblin. That's in peace.
0: (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it.
17: Um, thank Perfect you so much.
0: Honey.
17: Thank you.
2: You're very welcome.
17: <laughs> so, and and I got on the show a little late, but that's all right. I had to get I got home like at six twenty Eastern or not Eastern, my bad, Central Time, <laughs> and uh, I wanted to eat, so I had some leftover ribs that I heated up in the oven. Got me some hominy, so I had pork ribs. I cooked them a couple of days ago.
10: Oh, they were really so good. good, That sounds
17: yeah. so good, yeah, yeah, they were really good, and I cooked them too, so <laughs> but that's what that's why I was late, so now I was like, ah, eh, I'm gonna go ahead and jump on see if I can jump on so.
2: good, I'm glad you're able to make it, love.
17: thank you so much. appreciate it, and thanks for the platform. thanks for everything you and chris and and your uh sub and your co uh co-hosts as well do for us as well as the sponsors too and uh, that's uh, I really appreciate it and it's really awesome that you give us the opportunity to come on and read our poems
2: well it's super fun for us so you're very welcome and I'm glad (laughs) you were here hon you have a good Halloween and be safe out there okay
17: Thanks, I uh, will do. Happy Halloween. And <laughs> Happy I'll be, Halloween be here and for birthday this week. to you. Uh, and birthday to me. Thank you. I appreciate
0: mm-hmm. it. You're welcome. <laughs> and
17: I also need to finally write and find, because I lost, uh, I had a bad habit of breaking my phone with my fist because it pissed me off. <laughs> and I have bad temperament. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I can just uh, picture I holding your
2: phone and punching it and saying, take this. And take that. <laughs> yeah, I
17: do. It breaks, too. Break the glass. and punch so hard. Uh, I, I don't know my own strength. <laughs> Pretty strong. Been strong all my That's life. Funny. But uh, anyways, I uh, had done that, and I actually lost. I had written uh, 13 years and 12 years celebration for your show, and this next month I'll have to write a new one. To make sure I don't lose it. And I haven't been beating up my phone, so that's good.
2: quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gets expensive. Should like, you know, when you, when you write something, send yourself a file. That way it's always in your email and you never lose anything.
17: That's right. That's what I need to start doing. I was doing that for a while, so yeah, I need to... Well, the problem was I had lost my information. I had lost my password and my email, too, on my previous phone, so... But I do do definitely need to start emailing myself and write everything down, too. Yeah. But I'll have, that's next next week, is the celebration of you guys, or when are you doing your 14-year anniversary?
2: Um, It is on, it's not next week. I believe we are doing it on, let me look. I think it's going to be on the 12th.
17: On the twelfth. Okay, cool. Yeah, on the twelfth right. and I mean, like the twenty
2: sixth, ha- it's Thanksgiving. So yeah, it's on the twelfth.
17: Okay, cool. Yeah, I knew the a Thanksgiving poem too. I got some experiences <laughs> with that too. And Perfect. I can read my Nyla Alicia poem too. Do <laughs> to you? That's,
2: that'd be good for you and your show, poem right? Ever.
12: <laughs>
17: that's right. That's
6: right. <laughs> I sent you the audio right.
17: and the, and the text message and the text too. You got all that. So yes, but thank anyways, you. uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you can dig here. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: dig here. Thank you so much, honey. We'll yeah, talk to you next you're week.
17: Welcome. <laughs> All right. We'll do. Sorry to drag on. Uh, uh have, have a great night. Happy Halloween. Uh, have a new November, good November and I'll be on next week. Uh, try to right. be so. When I can. All right. And this is Eric (laughs) Shellman. You can find me on Facebook. This is Eric Shellman. You can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Shellman. You can find me on Twitter. It's uh, at sign Schellman, Eric. And uh, I got a blog. I don't got my URL memorized yet. So that's all right. That's enough. You can find me there. All right. Have (laughs) a great one. Thanks so much, Nyla. Love you. Thanks, Tony. Love you, too.
2: Talk to you next week.
17: You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Uh,
2: Oh, the later in the show gets the more forceful you guys are. Our next caller comes from Maria Code eight six three. Eight six three you're on the air. And as I open the door and look around, there is no one there. I wonder who it could be. Are they hiding in the bushes? Are they underneath the doormat? Hmm. I know, in the mailbox. No, not in the mailbox. Where could they be? I have no idea. I think they're going to jump out and scare me any moment now.
12: So, so. Oh!
14: oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 hello, Nyla. You scared okay. me, Noreen. Oh.
0: <laughs> I Welcome didn't to the show, to.
14: sweetheart. Okay, I'm um, thank you, Nyla, and it's good to be here.
0: It is good to
2: have you here. What'd you bring for us tonight?
14: Okay, for Gary, I have um his poem called "One Dark Night." Okay, okay. one dark night when the skies were almost covered in sn- in streaking dark clouds, I looked up to see a large light, blue halo with a big golden harvest moon. Shining through, the radiance gave a light gray color to some clouds, reflecting the rays. The end.
2: Aww. That was mm-hmm. perfect. What a great poem yes. for tonight.
14: Yes. Okay. Okay. And, 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 okay. And then I like that one.
2: I do too, very much.
14: Yes. And which and one I, of yours
2: did you bring? Go ahead. I'm sorry.
14: Okay. Okay. I have, um, the the Google, the Googlable Ghost. <laughs> it's not a most cheery <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. The Googlable Ghost. Welcome to my mansion. Come right on in, if you dare. Don't be afraid. Do I look like a terrorist to you? No, I am just a ghost that goes, Goo, goo, goo. Goo only on Halloween night. I tried and I tried, but I just can't boo anyone. I can only goo, goo, <laughs> goo globble you. The other ghosts t- laughed at me, and now here I am all alone in this mansion, hoping someone would come and knocking on my door. I could go Goo 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 Goobo only on Halloween night. Boo. I did it. <laughs> the end <laughs>
0: Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs>
14: okay. Fantastic job, Noreen. Okay, thank you. Um, can I do another one? Please, one more. Okay, it's called Shadows. Shadows everywhere, haunting, haunting, knocking things down, surrounding me. Spooky, what is it? What is going on? Paintings falling off the walls. Jugs of water falling, tumbling to the floor. Apples, oranges, and bananas flying through the air. Spooky, scary. I'm all alone except for the shadows. Not just one shadow, but several of them surrounding me like mad dogs, surrounding their prey. Oh, 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 (laughs) be be careful where you step. They could even be on your feet and trip you, throw you across a room. Oh, danger, danger, red alert, red alert, stand by, stand by. Haunting, spooky, eerie, scary shadows at work and at play. Ow, ow, boo, are you scared now? The end.
2: Yes, ma'am, I am. (laughs) (laughs) That
14: was great.
2: That was great.
14: Okay. Okay, thank you.
2: You're welcome, Noreen. Tell everyone how they mm-hmm. can find you, sweetheart.
14: Okay, and um, you can find our books on Amazon.com. Um, reflections of our inner beings, the hour of truth, and the, um, the two hearts and one. And and um, you can and oh, and I'm working on another book now. Um, this will be my um uh, fifth book and Gary's fourth book. It'll be all love. It'll be love poems that's okay. awesome um, yes okay and and then um you can okay you- fi- can find you can find us on our official website uh gary and snyder dot dot com last poetry and you can also find gary on um facebook dot com dot com um um poetrypoem.com and he's also Googleable and Googleable, okay. And you can find, <laughs> and you can find me on ReverbNation.com, on Facebook.com, poetrypoem.com and you can also find us under Gary and Noreen on code-fi.com and then you can find us on the um, on every Saturday night Facebook Live between five five thirty. On the poetry club that, that that I did this for and the and honor, and on on Facebook, and I'm also Google Bo and Googleable. Giggle Googleable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Perfect job, Noreen. Thank you so okay. much. You have a happy, happy, spooky day. Okay. Weekend and be safe. And okay. Remember to look both ways when you cross the street while you're out trick or treating.
14: I'm not going anywhere. I'm just staying here. <laughs> <laughs> nobody comes up, goes in. You, nobody. I've been here since um, 2002. With you know, and um, there ha- I have not only one, maybe one year, one. I think it was one year we have any some people, but some kids. But other than that, there's nobody come around here, and I don't know why. <laughs> You know,
2: I I turn off all my lights, and I hide in the Mm -hmm. back of the house, behind the sofa, and there's no porch light on, no lights anywhere near my house, and they still come knock at my door.
14: Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) All right, honey. Thank you so much. We will talk to you next
14: week, love. Okay. We'll we'll be here next week.
2: All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, sweetheart.
14: Okay. Okay. You'll have, and thank you.
2: You're welcome. Okay. All right. <phone rings> Whoop. That looks like it's off 757. You are on the air.
13: Hello, it's Tamiko Bonnet.
2: <laughs> I saw you lurking down there, woman. <laughs> um, How are you doing, sweetheart?
13: Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? <laughs>
2: Oh, that scared me. What's that, noises? I'm doing good now. It's like an owl got in here or something. So what's going oh, on with you, Chimiko?
13: Nothing much. Just um, trying to use my imagination tonight for something for Halloween. I usually don't write anything for Halloween, so I thought I'd give it a whirl. <laughs> Let's see what happens.
2: I'm excited.
13: Mm, Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's just one, um, called by the light of the moon. Um. Okay. Never been into ghosts and ghouls, but pick up the pace when the night is when the moon is full. She had a friend that was twirling and twirling outdoors again and again until one day she was lifted up by the wind, and she received a call from this woman's place. There was no one staring in her face. She felt a hand touching her hair, and no one was there in peace. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I like it. I loved it.
3: You got more, right?
13: No, that was all... What? <laughs> no, that was all I have.
2: I see the trick here.
13: What's the trick?
2: The poem is a treat. The trick is you only had one. <laughs>
13: Yeah, I mean, I only had one tonight because I I, really didn't know what to write or something. (laughs) I mean, so I was like, okay, but I've never written for Halloween, so I figured I'd give it a try just to do something a little different.
2: Well, I loved it. Great job on it, sweetheart.
13: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Did you
2: just now write that?
13: Yes, and I was, um, it, it, it is like something about the brushing of the hair, and someone wasn't, um, and there was a spirit, and everything is actually something that was from one of my short stories that I wrote, and that's on Tim Book Two, my Tim Book Two page called The Roots. And it's like a serious story about some issues that took place in this woman's past, and then she had this moment with a spirit. <laughs>
2: And well, I, now you have to link me the story.
13: And so yeah, and so you know, it had that weird moment in it, and I wrote another story way back, and I never got it published, but it was a story about um, a a woman who was uh, an artist and having some moments, some issues in her life and everything, and then one of her pictures came alive and, like, pulled her in, and she was never heard from again. She was stuck in the picture.
2: <laughs> now you're just scaring me.
13: She was just consumed by her own work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Will you link that? Will you send me the link to that well, so I can read it?
13: Which one? The first one. The first A story. The second, yeah, the second one wasn't published, so I don't know where that one is. It kind of floated away. Again. But um, the roots, yeah, that's on timbook dot com. Um, I can when I get back on the computer again. But oh, or I can just
2: page. get off my lazy button and go Google it, right? <laughs> I know that's what you're really thinking. <laughs> I'm not, I, that was like the
13: furthest thing from my mind. But
2: anyway,
13: I was getting ready to tell everybody how to find me. But yeah, I was like, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I mean, it's going to be out there on the page for a little while, I think. So.
2: All right, I will go find it. Okay Um <laughs> <laughs> Alright Go ahead
13: Okay Um Facebook Um Tamiko T-A-M-E-K-O Barnett With an E On N And um Like I said I was saying Timbook2.com T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U Dot com Um it's forward slash T A M E K O forward slash T A M E K O dot H T M my exact page. And um what's the oh oh poetry soup <laughs> dot com forward slash me M E forward slash Tamiko one three. There
2: you go. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight, and we will talk to you next week.
13: Yes, thank you.
2: Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart.
13: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.
2: All right. It looks like we have one last caller, either from uh, an international caller, Skype caller, block number. It doesn't have your number on there. I'm going to unmute you. Actually, if you are on, actually, I'm going to unmute you and say hello, anonymous caller. If you hear the word unmute, go ahead and say hello. If you don't want to talk to me, don't say anything. All right, anonymous caller, are you there?
1: I am here. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, it's um, Jade Mist. And hey, Jade. I, hey, I'm not a writer, but I am a lover of poetry, and I have a Halloween poem by Lord Byron. And it's one of my favorites, and I think it's apropos for the evening, if I might tear through it, if that's agreeable with you.
2: I would absolutely love that, please, yes.
1: Thank you so much. It's called um, The unquenched, Unquenched, Unquenchable. I'll see if I can do justice to it. Unquenched, unquenchable, around, within, thy heart shall dwell, no ear can hear. Your tongue can tell The tortures of that inward hell But first on earth As vampires sent Thy corpse shall from thy tomb be rent Then ghastly haunt thy native place And suck the blood of all thy race There from thy daughter, sister, wife At midnight drains the stream of life Yet loathe the banquet Which perforce must feed thy livid living corpse, Their victims ere yet expire shall know the demon for their sire as cursing thee thou cursing them thy flowers wither on the stem but one that for thy crime must fall the youngest most beloved of all shall bless thee with a father's name that word shall wrap thy heart in flame you must thou end thy task and mark her cheeks last tinge her eyes last spark, and the last glassy glance must view, which freezes ere its lifeless blue. Then, with unhallowed hand, shall tear the tresses of her yellow hair, of which in life a lock, when shorn, affection's fondest pledge was worn, but now is borne away by thee, the memorial of thy agony. And that's by Lord Byron.
2: Beautifully, beautifully read. I am so glad that you called in and shared that as actually perfect closing to our show.
1: Thank you, thank you. I guess for reference, that's from poet, uh, poet.org. Uh, they have a wonderful selection of uh, poems for the Fallon um, occasion. And I remember that one. Um, again, one of my favorites.
2: Absolutely beautiful read, Jade. Come back and share again if you would like to. If you have something that that you feel like sharing with us, that would be perfect.
1: Thank you, and uh, thanks for um, the um, forum. I really appreciate it, and uh, great blessings. Thank you. Goodbye.
2: You too, sweetheart. Thank you. Great job. That was very awesome. I love classic dark poetry. All right, now you guys. It's been an amazing, amazing evening. I want to thank everyone for being here. Happy Halloween. We will talk to you next week. Good night, everybody.